This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, welcome in to the Mackie and Judd with Rami quarantine happy hour. We're hanging out here, and we got Fox Sports North on our TVs, and we're watching the end of this 1997, December 30th, I believe, uh, Bulls-Timberwolves game, in which Judd and I just did a Minnesota Sports Rewind episode, a full deep dive into this with stories from Tom Hanneman. So cheap plug, Minnesota Sports Rewind, anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Score North app. And we're gonna we're gonna do a little watch along here as the, the the Timberwolves attempt to beat the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, Rami's Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, for the first time in franchise history. And as always, if you get a chance while you're cheers and a drink tonight, if you could go to scorenorth.com slash tips, it'll take you to a page where you can tip a random member of the service or restaurant industry. Gentlemen, what's happening tonight? Just hanging out. Just had some dinner. Dog is sleeping over my shoulder. Nice. That's Osgood right right there. That's him sleeping on the couch. Look, you looked up. What do you got? What do you got? And now he's back asleep. All right, cool. Good for him. Yep. Um, let's see here. I am drinking a surly coffee bender. I know it's going to shock you. My in my wild beer glass. You know, that's a, I've seen that trend. I've never tried it. The coffee beer is that, like is, that a good, is that a good combo? Yeah, it's a very good combo. And let's see what it is. If I can find the alcohol content quickly for you, because the alcohol five point five, not bad at all. Not bad at all. It's light, breezy. That's that's school night, night beer. Yeah, that's school night that's beer school right there. Beer. Yeah, amen, brother. For sure. Yep. You can have an extra one when you're doing homeschool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's some there's some amazing things about this game. Like Steve Kerr does not look like a player that could play in the NBA today, even though he's a sniper shooter. Oh, look at MJ. He just looks like oh, such man. a random rec league guy. Yeah, he does. Dude, look yeah, at him. Really oh, my God. I know. I Steve know. Kirk, so Steve Kerr could, could really shoot the three, but the amazing thing is watch him shoot the three and look at the effort because he's not that uh, big that he has to put into the shot. Like, he's got to get a push off to shoot the three. Yeah, he's and, rec, he's rec league guy. Right, but now so many guys shoot the three and so – Effortless, it's so right? effortless, yeah. From like half weird to watch. Yeah, you're right. He's watch. like he's like putting all of his weight into just getting the ball to the rim. Mm-hmm. I, I think guys shoot medicine balls now. Like you know, you know how batters will will swing a, a weighted bat. I think yeah. guys are literally shooting medicine balls now from like half court, just a regular yeah, right. shooting motion with a medicine ball. So I forgot. 
because we when we did our rewind episode earlier this week. Am I allowed to touch my face when I'm in my own house? Is that okay? I got an itch right like, here. Okay, I feel like people have gone overboard. If in you, studio today, Phil was like rubbing his yeah, eyes. But like I, but I, my I knuckles were bleeding. I washed my hands like six times during the show. Not as many as Judd did because Judd, Judd's hand bled had open. You, had you touched anything since the last that. time – between the last time you washed your hands and when you touched your face. No. Had you touched anything? Not your computer, not your phone, not the counter, not, nothing. Maybe my phone, but that's not dirty, Rami. Your phone is dirtier than a toilet. That's a scientific fact. Yeah, you haven't seen the toilets that I use once I eat spicy foods. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I, I had a really gross experience today that i realized is gross and until like the last week i would have never thought gassing up the car because they they say that grabbing yeah being the yeah for the gasoline now is one of the dirtiest most dangerous things because there's like coronavirus gal used it then coronavirus guy and so i like took for the first time in my life i took a towel i took a towel like this and i grabbed the handle and like I was trying to do everything I could not to touch the gasoline handle. You know, I'm surprised with all the precautions being taken nowadays. I was at the grocery store today, and they literally have a dude. Hey, hey, it's Della. Stella. Stella. Good girl. Who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? Hi guys. Hi, Hello. How are you? Who's a, Who's good, a good girl? Who's, Who's a, a good boy? Who's a good girl? <laughs> it's Stella. Hi, Osgood. My name's Stella. <laughs> he thinks we're talking to him. <laughs> He's like, was, man, don't tease me like this. I was at the grocery store today, and they literally have a guy standing by the carts, and I thanked him so, so, th- so emphatically. No, just right. spraying him down and wiping him down before you grab a cart. He's just standing there with a the bottle of disinfectant. And a towel and just psh, psh, and wiping the whole thing down. Yeah. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. That, I'm surprised that gas stations they don't have hand sanitizer or like Clorox wipes by every pump, so you can wipe down the pump before you that use is it. Weird. After you use it, use some hand sanitizer. Yeah, you think you think that'd be happening right now? Bye, Stella. Stella has to leave. <laughs> Stella's like f this. <laughs> yeah, Stella's like. I'm gonna go back and watch the Wolves game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah, no, it's man. weird, but like I, I had hadn't even thought of that potential for it to be dirty I have. about it, and it's exactly right. I have. So I was like, how am I going to touch this thing without touching Dude, it? I literally think about everything I touch, except your face in the studio. But that's because I don't t- I don't touch anything, and I wash my hands like five times an hour. You can touch your face if you wash your hands. Touching your face is the number one culprit. It's the number one culprit in in contracting the coronavirus. Right. If you don't wash your hands. If you wash your hands and touch your face, what? I hear you. Yeah. But if you have corona on your phone, you said you touched your phone. If you have corona on your phone and then you touch your face. The problem is if people tell you that you can't touch your face, your face. All you want to do is touch your face. Itch. Yeah. All right. Touch your face. Touch your face. Touch your face. (laughs) Doesn't itch right now, but it will if I couldn't. But I can go wash my hands. And I always have strands of hair in my face that come untied, or if I don't have my hair tied up, I always have hair in my face. It's a real problem. Yeah. Touching my face is the hardest part about all this. I chew my well, nails. If you'd, cut, if you'd cut your hair, the hippie. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. When's, Long the, hair, when's the last time you had relatively short hair? Uh, probably seven, eight years ago at least. And how short was it? Are we talking like above the ears or what? Um... No, I mean, when I, 
When I was, uh, there are pictures of me. I told you guys about the weight loss challenge that we did on the show down in Milwaukee. Yeah. There are pictures of me during that weight loss challenge. And I had a pretty, pretty short cut. And then shortly after I started, after I lost the weight, I just, I just started letting it grow out. Cause I realized, cool. no, because I realized I, I thought I'd lose all that weight and I wouldn't have a fat face. Turns out I still have a fat face and a very soft jaw. So I'm just trying to hide and, 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 configure as much of this as possible that's sure. the that's, that's the whole purpose of the beard is to give the impression of a strong jaw it's all it's all it all has a purpose guys it's all very well thought out yeah, it doesn't look like it it doesn't look like it but it is yeah. um i forgot how spoiled we were to have kevin bleeping harlan <laughs> as the wolves play-by-play guy i during didn't know this about run. that so you guys told me it's nuts he's in from here the, from just, the first season yeah, he is. I mean, you could you knew by this point in 1997, you knew that he was going he was going to be national at some point. But to hear him and Trent Tucker just freaking out during this entire game was so much fun. And for Stefan Marbury one year later to just be done with all of it and have his ego get in the way and want to be traded, and then he had one above 500 season the rest of his career. Like, gosh, how can you watch this and then? If you're Stefan Marbury and then not have regrets, but and so so Gook's got hurt then. I think his season came to an end. I, I just looked this up tonight in February of '98. So because Gook's in that game is marvelous. Yeah, that Bulls game, Gook's is great. I mean, they they did have a big three. I'm assuming. Spoiler alert: the Timberwolves win this game, right? Otherwise, why would it be a classic? Yeah, uh, this is this was the okay. first the first time in franchise history the Timberwolves beat the Chicago Bulls. They were 0 16. Against oh, the Bulls in wow. franchise history, going to this, okay. and so this was a big one for you guys. Of, of <laughs> course, they dude. won, and you know that because because you tuned into Minnesota Sports Rewind two days ago. Matthew and I talk about this game for an hour, joined by Cameron. So you'll see how big of a win this was in one minute and twenty seconds of game time, which is what it's going to be like twenty minutes of real time because there's a million fouls down the stretch here, but streamers fell from the rafters after this game was over. Are you over. kidding me? Marbury, are you serious? It was the biggest win in franchise history. For a time. regular season game? Oh, yeah. Marbury kisses center court. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. He, he falls to the court at the logo and basically kisses the floor. Yeah. I mean, it was legitimately the start of – it was the start of the next Malone-Stockton era is what – Oh, yeah. No, I love – dude, I love Garnett and Marbury because Garnett – was a Chicago kid. He played high school basketball there for a year, but I love Kevin Garnett. And when he teamed up with, with Marbury, like you said, I thought it was the next Stockton Malone or Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Like I thought they were the next big man point guard combination that was going to take over this league. Once, you know, Michael was done with now, it. now the Wolves did win despite the fact that uh, Pippen didn't play because he, he had surgery, I think in October or no, November of 97 or 90. Yeah. 97. The crank call to Jordan about his mother being deathly ill caused what? to Oh that that's the whole thing. Yeah. At halftime, this is a this is not a great story, but it's it, it's a story that could never happen today. Somebody called the Wolf switchboard and said Michael Jordan's mother has been rushed to the hospital. The Wolves got the Wolves got it passed on to them and then took the message to the Bulls. And the Bulls told Jordan. So Jordan at halftime is frantic because he can't, I believe he tried to call his brother because, you know, in, in December of 97, sure. 
have a cell phone. So Jordan's frantic. He's like making phone call after phone call to try and find out what the hell is going on. He finally comes back on the floor, the bench, I think, the Bulls bench, what, Phil, with like 846 left in the third quarter, and it all didn't get completely resolved until postgame because of a phone call, and, wow. and they tried to trace where the call came from. Some guy called in, I think, after the game and said, that's my cousin Larry, and he got yeah. really We're sorry. There's a lot of theories about what happened. but wow. anyway, Yeah, so, jo- so Jordan and Jordan's second half is awful. Like for Jordan, he still so, dropped thirty three points in this game, even having an, an off night. Yeah, true. Which is amazing. Yeah. There's three of them right there. But how about that? Talk about something that could not happen today, no matter how hard some delinquent might have tried it. And I'm yeah. sure delinquents have tried it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, it is amazing that this was this was kind of the end of the non cell phone era. 1997. A lot of people were starting to get cell phones by this point. Big brick back then, Phil. Uh, we had graduated a little bit away from bricks, but like there was kind of the the more the flatter flip phones, but they were sort of brick like. I don't think texting was a thing until a couple years later, though. No. So this oh, was yeah, no this texting, was still the yeah. era where you could very much crank call somebody, screw with them, and they wouldn't be able just to like send a text message and figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. You know. Kevin McHale's sweater game, by the way, legendary. <laughs> legendary sweater game. Absolutely. And look at how young he looks, too. McHale and Flip. I mean, people forget, you know, McHale, right. McHale wasn't that far away from his NBA career in 1997. Right. I mean, he played into, like, 92, 93, right? And he took over the Timberwolves a year or two later. Hold on a second. I'm talking a flip phone like this one. <laughs> that's not even a flip phone, man. That's that a is, brick phone. That's a, shoe. a brick phone, yeah. This is what I'm talking Zach about. Zach Morris style. <laughs> but remember yeah. how cool that was back then? That was so cool. Zach Morris was walking around with one. The epitome of cool was walking around <laughs> with one of those things. That's how cool that phone was back then. <laughs> man, this was also, I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, Rami, and you're watching, like, the Bulls didn't care about the regular season at all by this point. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, Scotty Pippen wasn't playing. The Bulls didn't guys, care about the regular season. It's you guys third. wouldn't be shocked. You guys wouldn't be shocked to find out I don't remember this game. I, yeah. I had a few bigger ones that are occupying memories. Right. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Championship game. Yeah. Do you think would would they have won eight straight championships, or would they yeah. have, would they have? No, faded? no. There's no question they would have won eight straight championships. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there there is the possibility, because we talk about it now, more so in baseball, but I think it applies to basketball, too. When you're in the postseason year after year after year and, put it, and playing all those extra games, all those extra minutes, putting all those extra miles on your legs, it probably does catch up with you eventually. But it's not like Michael went and gave his legs a break. He went and played baseball. And I know he wasn't great at it, but you know Michael Jordan wasn't going there and half-assing it. He was probably in the weight room when he wasn't on the oh. field practicing. So it's not like he took a break. Look at that. He pump pump fakes Googs and gets the three point foul sh- or the uh foul for three shots at the free throw line. I don't Flip mind. Flip Saunders, that, this is the game that Flip Saunders developed nervous ticks, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I, I don't mind the fact that the Bulls didn't win those titles, but go back and watch those championship series. The NBA was that was some unwatchable stuff. The Knicks and Rockets. 
but we but we romanticize about that era as if it's this golden era in the NBA. Well, it is. And Jordan like, won. It, it's Jordan the gold, lost. It's the golden era of the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. being the greatest player of all time. Absolutely. It wasn't like I, I. I mean, you think about the last ten or fifteen years, and you've had three or four dynasty caliber franchises all throwing haymakers at each other, right? Whoever LeBron plays for, the San Antonio Spurs, the Golden State Warriors. Um, guys are obviously more skilled now because big men are shooting threes. I mean, you had, even in this game right here, you had three or four guys on every team that had no business being in the NBA 10 or 15 years later. Oh, come on. Stanley Roberts is fantastic. I mean, all due respect to, like, well, Stanley Roberts is one of them. Yeah, uh, I know. Like Bill Wennington. You know, like what would Bill Wennington do in the NBA today? Just, no, I, he'd set at, screens, at the, right? At the same time, how many guys played in that era and how many teams were there in that era that would have been the best player in their era if they if it wasn't Michael Jordan's time and would have been championship-level franchises if it wasn't Michael Jordan's time? Yeah, like Barclay, the reason – The reason that – Exactly. Patrick Ewing, Sean Kemp, like – Carl Malone, Carl Malone, dude, and John Stockton. Yeah, like there, there were a lot of players back then who their resume doesn't look as impressive when you look at the wins, the rings, the the playoff success because they ran into the buzzsaw that was Michael Jordan every but, year. Like that was the, the reason. But the Knicks and Rockets final series were just awful. I mean, it's not good basketball. It's just it's hard to watch. It, if if when NBC. Um, preempted and interrupted consistently through that Knicks Rockets game during the OJ chase. That was probably the easiest call in the history of hard calls, right? Like, should we break into this Knicks Rockets game for OJ Simpson going down the 405? Yeah. <laughs> if that had been Jordan's Bulls, I think that's a tougher call, right? Because yeah. it's like, do we really want sure. Bulls game? But let's see, we got Ewing and we got the Rockets. You know what? Let's break into the game with Tom Brokaw right now. All right, real quick, two things. Number one, did you see the graphic that they just put at the bottom of the screen when Tom Gugliotta was shooting free throws? No. It said career milestone. Gugliotta has reached 7,014 career points. Maybe, maybe it's that he reached seven thousand early in the game, and they just updated it to seven thousand fourteen. I guess. Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? Why is that noteworthy? I don't know. I mean, seven thousand is noteworthy, but sure. we've got we've got like six seconds left in the game here, and so Rami, you're going to get to see you're going to get to see how non bulls franchises celebrated wins like this. <laughs> Look how much Dennis Rodman doesn't care that they're about yeah. to lose this game. <laughs> watch, watch Marbury go sprint to center court. He, he heaves the ball and then goes and kisses the floor, basically. Dennis Rodman is already asking people where the strip club in town is. That's what's happening right now on the, on the floor. <laughs> at that time, I could have told him. In 1997, I Where was the hot strip club in 1997? Um, the Vu was hot at that time. Still is, right? Hot. Um, I think the one across the street from Target Center. Buffet. Skyway, a little seedy, but not too bad. Wait, did you say a hot dog buffet? Yeah, the uh, Deja Vu has a free hot dog buffet at lunch, or at least they at least they used to advertise that. The first oh, time, man. boys. The first time that I went into Deja Vu, I believe, was circa 89 or 90. And the first thing I heard was a security guard go, he just took it out. He took it out. Go get him. Go. Some- <laughs> oh, the key part. And 
but and that it, was my that was my first oh time. My I'm like, God. And okay. just to clarify, by it, we yeah. all we all know it. We all know what. Yeah. The okay. key the key appendage. Yeah. Okay. It was it. Not his leg. <laughs> Never been the same since. By the way, props to Phil Jackson for the sophisticated mustache and flavor saver facial hair look in this game. <laughs> Very artistic. The best part about that entire game, though, is the tremendous amount of long twos. Yeah, I mean, the offenses were just designed to set up, like, Luke Longley from 12 feet away on the baseline, right? That's what the yeah, offense was. KG took so many 20-footers in this era and throughout the rest of his career. Like, he just would spot up from 20 feet. And, you know, KG is, what, only three years from from being out of the league? And just, you know, think about how much the game has changed in the last four or five years alone. Yeah, Michael Jordan just looks very distant in the second half. Yes. He has much bigger problems right now. He doesn't know what's going on with his mom. Right. Yeah. I'd be distant too. I would have come back out. I would have been like, see ya. All right. Here it is, guys. You ready to celebrate? Oh, more fouls? Come on. There's more Let's fouls. Go. Yeah. There's. You don't care about this. What are you fouling? Else, yeah. There's. Because they win the game 99 to 95. So, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Nice work, Mackie. Mackie. <laughs> I mean, what's Steph, that? like. How does Steph on Marbury. How did Stefan Marbury go from – because he eventually just became this selfish volume scorer. And I feel like in this game and in these years with the Timberwolves, he was distributor guy. He was tempo guy, understood the flow of a game, and then he just went crazy. Phil, I think he got very upset about the fact that his contract would come nowhere near what Garnett's was. I really think it became financial, and he became insecure about it, and he didn't like the fact that he was not the main guy. I don't know. I've always said, like, you that, offer that me, you offer me twelve million, you offer me eighteen million. Like, what am I going to do with the extra six that I can't do do with twelve? I'll find something. I, I'll I know find you something. will. Money's <laughs> <laughs> different. But that game, that game does make you. If you're a Wolves fan, looking back, that game does make you sad. Yeah. Because Mar- it's Marbury, not Garnett, who All you right, look here at. Here you go. Here you oh go. My God, it really is like they're about to win the championship. Look, people this. are going nuts. It's crazy. It's amazing. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought you said there was confetti, though. There is wait, no confetti. Yeah, there is. Wait for it. Are you like sure? Streamers. Yeah, wait streamers. for it. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, not caring. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's Stefan Marbury on the logo. Yeah, it's coming down. Yeah, he's – I mean, if you if you just snapshotted this – That wasn't after every win, the confetti or the streamers – I don't remember. It might have been for the first few years of Wolves basketball, but <laughs> the sad thing about that is they had that in the budget. That's what year eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Because first years in the Metrodome, and I think the next seven, I think up to that one's in Target Center, obviously. Yeah, this was. I mean, this was kind of like this game, even within this season. So this this was the first season they finished above five hundred, and this mm-hmm. was the game I believe that put them above five hundred for the season. To get them off and running to uh, to a playoff push, and so this was like this was kind of the the game that propelled them into the Kevin Garnett era and seven more years of playoffs. Did you guys ever time, hear? Man. You guys ever hear KG tell the story on? Uh, I think it was on Stephen Jackson's podcast about 
the first and only time he ever talked trash to MJ. No. And Isaiah Ryder was telling, was like, dude, what are you doing? Why, why are you talking to him? You don't talk to him. And MJ just thrashed him. I can't do the story justice. When we get done, go and I'm sure if you Google Kevin Garnett, Michael Jordan, it'll be the first thing that popped up. It went viral. And it's just a great, great story. And KG, basically the moral of the story was like, KG after that was like, I'll never talk trash to Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you? So, so I, I got, I know from a guy a couple of days ago, not from this game, but from some Wolves game against the Bulls, Derek Martin, of all people, I, th- I think he was a point guard. Yeah. He, the Wolves were beating the Bulls and Derek Martin basically started to do like handcuffs. Like, I got you guys. I got you guys to MJ and like Pippen. And they're like, what are you doing? The next game. So Derek Martin trash talks them. It's like, yeah, I got you, man. I'm playing great defense. Derek Martin. I know, I know. So the next game that they play the Bulls, according to the story I got, uh, MJ and Pippen were like, he's not crossing center court. And like he would get to remember court. the remember the Titans speech or something. And he would like <laughs> lose the ball. He ended up almost crying. Because they wouldn't let him cross That's center. That's the thing. Like like, like why would you do that? Those Bulls teams the, and, it, and it got to this point with the Warriors too, right? Where you just like, there's literally nothing left to get excited for in the regular season. And so right. you're just, your, your record is going to slip because other teams are still bringing their absolute A game the three or four times they get to p- play you in a season and you're bored with it. Or you got Scotty Pippen sitting out, but still a fun win. So do you guys still, do, do you guys still think that there are, um, Beatles like traveling circus shows like that Bulls team. The Warriors are great, and I think p- people go see them. LeBron is great, and I think people go see them. But those Bulls, it was like the the Beatles were taking the stage. Do you guys still think that we see sports like that, or because we can watch so many games now, and because we know so much about players that sort of that mystique yeah. of God it's, is gone? It's definitely it's not as powerful of a of a factor because, like you just said, I think when when there was no social media and when there were fewer TV platforms and media platforms to watch these players on, you know, like right now you get LeBron fatigue because if you flip on ESPN in the morning, even when they haven't played a basketball game in a month, last week on first take, they're literally debating LeBron James and Michael Jordan again. Uh, Today they were debating, uh, is LeBron James season a success if they don't play another game, right? So you just like you just, no no it's not good. It's not good. No good. By the way, we're going to spend the entire first hour of our show debating that exact topic tomorrow. Sweet five one six four six eight two five five. Inquiring minds want to know. But if you're just like, even if you don't tune in for more than five minutes, if you get pinged with LeBron at every which point you look on social media, TV, it, there's probably a, some of the shine comes off when he comes and visits. I don't think like fifty years ago. When you only read about the Yankees in the newspaper, correct? Right, you didn't even get to watch them on TV. When they mm-hmm. came to town, oh my God, I got to see the Yankees. It's a, uh, it's you never get to see them. And but so, I mean, the great teams are still a draw, right? That's why everybody's up in arms about about load management and resting guys on the road because oh, LeBron only comes to town two times a year. Steph only comes to town two times a year and we're not going to get to see them because of load management. So Pete, they are still a draw. People do still come out to see the superstars. Do they not? They do. But I'm saying that Jordan and the bulls were the Beatles. Like sure. Steph, Steph 
or LeBron and the Lakers, people definitely buy tickets. It sells out. But I don't know that there's the mystique behind those teams now that there was then. Because, I mean, if Jordan came to town or in, in my day as a North Star fan, Gretzky, like you spent the whole day being like, oh, my God, Gretzky's playing at Met Center tonight or Jordan's going to play the uh, Wolves. Remember there was a whole Seinfeld episode about Jordan playing at the Garden and then trying to get to the Garden to see him? I do. It was hilarious. <laughs> um. Well, boys, thanks for joining for this episode of the Mackie and Joe with Rami Quarantine Happy Hour and for uh, watching the Timberwolves pull off probably the biggest win in franchise history next to Rami's Game like, 7 against the Kings in the 2004 playoffs. But Time to go watch Con Air, boys. Yes, indeed. Are you are you going to watch it now too, Mackie? Put the bunny down. <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how you two have not watched that before like I did. I mean, I've been going around with an accent all day long. Is Actually, it free somewhere? Is it free somewhere? I don't, I'm tired of paying for these terrible movies. I paid three four. I paid three fifty four last. Damn time. it! I think if I think if you're a cord cutter, you almost have to pay for movies, don't you? I, no, I, sometimes they're like on HBO or they might be on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, I haven't cut the cord and I paid for it last night, but it was well worth it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cyrus, Cyrus the virus was worth the 350 by himself. Well, gentlemen, here's to uh, having a cup of fake tea with little girls like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> by the way, I've got I've got so many thoughts about that character, dude. It is the it is so weird. He's got the whole world world in his hands. They also give him in in limited screen time, and Buscemi's marvelous. I I think he's a great actor, but. In limited screen time, they give him so many good lines. Yeah, he's he's kind of the all these great lines. He, he's like that in a bunch of movies. He's like that in Mister Deeds, where he's just like cross-eyed and has a bunch of lines about gumball pizza. <laughs> he's brilliant, man. Great. Big he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. All right, don't forget. All right, boys. Tip your tip your service member friends. scorenorth.com dot com slash tips, and you'll be able to. Send a dollar or ten dollars, whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable with, to a member of the service industry, bars, restaurants, you name it. And uh, you can find Action Movie Rewind tomorrow on Score North at five o'clock. Cheers, boys. Con Air. We're going all in. All right, cheers, cheers dudes. Have a good night. Have a good night, Ozzy. He doesn't care. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.